Before we get into today's episode, I do first want to give a slight trigger warning. This episode is a little short, but it does get kind of heavy, so please be sure you're in a good place before you listen. And of course, I will be linking the crisis hotlines in the description. Please, if you need help, reach out. You are not alone. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Spicier Than Therapy, a podcast where I will maybe be talking about all the best worst and spiciest parts of my life, love, and relationships. Because, to paraphrase Emily Dickinson, if I can help stop one heart from breaking, I shall not live in vain. Today, we are going to answer some questions about what the hell happened in 2023, where the podcast has been, and why this may actually be the very last episode. Before we get too deep into that, though, I do want to, once again, add a slight trigger warning for discussions of mental health fuckery. This is going to be a hard one today, all, so please make sure you are in the best, safest, healthiest place possible for you to be able to listen, and as always, please protect your peace. With that said, let's get into it. First and foremost... Let's talk about all the boring details, (laughs) boring details of what was going on. First, as some of y'all know, in 2022, I had a partial hysterectomy because of a cancer scare. I had already intended to be sterilized following the overturn of Roe v. Wade, but going from I don't want any more children to I can't have any more children to finding out that thanks to the endometriosis all my doctors had missed, even if I'd tried, it would have been potentially dangerous for myself, any fetus I carried, and almost assuredly, deeply emotionally traumatizing. And that was a lot to process. And if I'm completely honest, I still still haven't done as much work to process that as I need to and should. That said, because of that and the myriad of heart issues I was having around this time that I honestly do not have the bandwidth to go into on here, I have spoken about it a lot all over the places. You can Google. Have fun. Uh, You know, but with all of that, Tyr and I agreed that we should take it really, really easy on certain kinds of key play, which was fine until it wasn't. Um, but that is not for me to talk about. So, I won't. Along with that, there were some really painful, painful interpersonal family situations occurring on all sides that were exhausting, overwhelming, and in some cases, definitely reopened, shat in, and stirred up old wounds and traumas just to then pour emotional battery acid on top. And if you can't guess from that, no, I will not be going into detail. Just know that there was a lot going on with our families that we can't, couldn't, and will not be talking about. If all that wasn't enough, we were also trying to run, start up, and maintain what was essentially, what, three or four small businesses at once while juggling his job and my occasional burlesque and performances. 
you know, depending on how you look at it, we had something like six or seven different full part-time, full and part-time jobs between two people, which was beyond stressful and ridiculous and absolutely bananas for so many reasons. And, you know, 10 out of 10, do not recommend doing that. Uh, please learn from my mistakes. Don't do that to yourself. Then, of course, as some of y'all will know, towards the end of the year, I swapped from Lexapro to Prozac because I didn't like what the physical side effects of Lexapro were doing to my body and marriage. Unfortunately, my body really did not like the Prozac, and I ended up developing increasingly worse symptoms that... I'm about 98% certain were indicative of either some version of or something similar to serotonin syndrome, which, if you've never heard of that, is a condition that can develop from having too much serotonin in your system, which causes all kinds of real fun side effects like, you know, rapid mood swings, hallucinations, paranoia, super chill stuff, right? So that was a four fun four months uh, wherein I was more actively suicidal than I have been in literally years. And, you know, if I'm perfectly, completely, absolutely too honest, I still kind of am actively suicidal. Um, but before anybody panics, yes, the people that need to be and that I want to be are aware of this fact and are supporting me with a crisis plan. There's things in place. So please be mindful that no matter how well-intended you may be, I will absolutely not be comfortable talking with anyone else about that any further than I already have. And I absolutely will not appreciate anyone that crosses that boundary with either myself or my loved ones. So please don't ask me any questions or stick your nose in there. Don't ask my family around any of that. Don't ask Cheer about any of that. We got it covered. Thank you. And wait, there's more. On top of all of that was the super fun, definitely not stressful, added bonus of realizing that way, way more of my memories than I realized were actually of deeply traumatic events and that I was actually way more, uh, we'll say, creatively abused than I had ever even recognized. So, you know, no big deal. Just unlocking and unpacking deep, deep traumas and triggers I didn't know had existed while also living in a near-constant triggered state and dealing with re-traumatizing events all while getting a whole lot of feedback from someone I trusted that sounded real akin to, for me, it was Tuesday. If you know, you know. And that's just the stuff that was impacting our marriage. So we were both already on edge, overwhelmed, scared. And just generally hurting in so many different areas. We were both so raw 
from all the punches life was handing us that we could not even see straight. And that's where the proverbial friendly fire started. Now, this is where I can and will absolutely not, cannot, will not feel bad for saying that I am going to disappoint more than a few of you, I'm sure. Y'all, I'm not here to talk shit about Tear. I love and adore that man with every fiber of my being. He is so loving and supportive. He is kind and way, way weirder and funnier than most of you will ever get to know. And I love that. I love him. He's also someone that, as we've discussed on here before and on TikTok, um, he's someone that was literally diagnosed with the dark triad personality archetype, which, while I'm not going to go into too much detail here because y'all know how Google works, for the sake of the rest of this episode, all you really need to know is that the dark triad personality is comprised of narcissism, psychopathy, and Machiavellianism. And to the shock, pain, and dismay of many, including myself, those traits can't ever really go away. How the, we'll say, less fun DTP presents absolutely changes, evolves, and can be effectively treated. But those kinds of personality traits and survival mechanisms are so deeply ingrained that all of the therapy in the world can only do so much. At some point, all you can do is learn to live with those traits and behaviors and patterns and try to mitigate, circumvent, and ideally prevent yourself from causing as much damage as possible. And learn how to clean up the mess afterward. And as a codependent neurodivergent broad with a long history of both TBIs and trauma at the hands of these kinds of personalities, I knew all of that when I met him. And I was okay with that. I brilliantly thought that I could handle whatever he could throw at me because A, I've seen it all before. I know how to work with this, right? Like like we've all been there at some point. So I I'm not even going to expand on that one. Y'all know. If you know, you know. And if you don't, good. Don't keep it that way. <laughs> but B, he had actually put in a lot of work in therapy for years to learn what that personality archetype meant for him and how to live with that, but better. So much so that contrary to what those little gremlins, which is what we, the term we use to collectively refer to our trauma responses, traits, and like maladaptive behaviors and stuff, yeah, contrary to what those little gremlins would have normally was like allowed him to do, he actually pointed it all out to me and made sure I knew about those flaws. So to say I came into this relationship way, way too confident for someone who'd only been in therapy for realistically 18 months would be a drastic 
understatement. But I am nothing if not an overconfident hero complex on legs with little to no survival instincts and way, way too much time hyperfixate on teaching myself complex psychological techniques to use to help others rather than applying them to myself. Because, you know, that would just be ridiculous and silly. And for those of you that felt attacked by that, good. Learn from me. Do better than me. Save yourselves now. <laughs> and so, so that's just where we're starting. Okay. That's not even getting into the specifics of what went wrong, which again, sorry, not sorry. You won't be getting much more of Mostly because that's our business, and also, frankly, Tyr needs to explain it to y'all in his own time and way about what went wrong, because at this point, that's his responsibility. And it is his responsibility. What I will say is that, for my part, there was a lot of trust broken down over... Uh, basically our entire marriage so far by him and by me in a myriad of ways looking back i can honestly say that we should never have gotten married so quickly but i also know that i would do it all exactly the same way tomorrow with you know maybe a different <laughs> premarital counselor and with a few other small minor definitely not i okay i would change a lot a lot would change a lot would have to change a lot would change but uh <laughs> i would i would change a lot yeah there's a lot that would need to change uh and you know i i hope we get to i i hope we get the chance to change those things but I've also, I've also reached the point where I know I'll be okay if we don't get to change those things. And if it's only me in my life, in other relationships, I really, really don't want it to be, but to give y'all one of my favorite quotes from ElfQuest. The sun rose and set before you. It'll rise and set after you're gone. I used to have that level of confidence and security in myself most of the time. It's past time that I found my way back there. Whew. So, with all that said, to those of y'all that have reached out to us in earnest and who have genuinely been there to support us, love on us, cheer for us, and at least try to line us both out when we're showing our ass. Thank you. To my coven and their unproblematic queens especially. Thank you. I love y'all all so much and I cannot stress enough that I quite literally would not be here today 
if it weren't for that group of people. You're all amazing. And I am so thankful for how y'all have been there and have tried to be there for both of us. Now with that, I will bid you do. I don't know if or when I'll record again. I'm still trying to decide. And to be frank, I'm fairly certain that we'll be at least a small chunk of my therapy tomorrow. So for now, my darlings, my babies, my loves, be good to yourself, be good to others, give yourself grace, love, and patience. And above all else, go out and leave the world a little better than you left it. Bye.